Hello, everybody. <laughs> Wouldn't you know it? We are back. And better than ever, because now that we got all those first sh uh, show issues out of the way, we're here, we're ready to go and get it done. Welcome to The Palette. Welcome back to The Palette, baby. Episode 2. Um, I know there's little bits of kinks and stuff that we had to work around. Uh, a lot of post editing for me. I'll give, <laughs> I'll give it that. But um, I think we got got most of the hooks done, and hopefully it should be running perfectly smooth this time for all of you listening out there. And for those of us, uh, for those who are just now tuning in, uh, I'm Billy, uh, and this is my associate Matt, uh, who is socially Hi. distant but only uh, like a block away. Isn't that the beauty? Of this whole thing, we could be so far, we could be miles apart, but we're still on the same. I'm gonna cut that in. Wavelength. There it is. That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> Wavelength. Perfect. That's. I didn't. Seem, I didn't know seem, you wanted seamless, me to seamless. say it. I it knew what you were seamless. trying to go for, but you t I didn't uh, know it pretend, was supposed to finish like your sentence. <laughs> I'm respecting your radio time. <laughs> uh, all right maybe there's still some kinks I, I lied i lied but um all right we're back in it's week two uh how are you feeling feeling pretty good we got some uh pretty good topics it was a little bit of a struggle to get uh our list here but uh you know what i'm looking forward to it uh i hope you everybody enjoys what we have planned we got a little topic on uh, soul versus onward just about like animated features in general like that uh, we got some our highlight segment which has some really interesting things thrown in there our segment think tank and uh we've got our anime review of the week woo yes we're going to be discussing the anime fire force because it is one of the popular shonen's uh, season two just wrapped up, I believe, at the end of last year, and it is hot, pun intended, on our mind right now. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Uh, seamless. Absolutely seamless. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing job there. All right. <laughs> so, I mean, like, how's your week been? Uh, it's been good. I got a lot of rest. Uh, obviously still applying for jobs and stuff, so looking forward to that. Um... Other than that, yeah, it's been really nice. Um, we also, I also got to do this really cool thing out on uh, Saturday. It was like a little makeshift kind of trip, and you know what? That was that was a lot of fun. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Uh, we decided to take a little midnight trip out to the beach. Clearwater was gorgeous. It was a beautiful day. The moon was bright and full. Uh, I had a really good time that day. Yeah, no doubt. Highly recommend. Um, I know planning, like, kind of we discussed it last week, planning and trips are stuff, like, kind of key, like, as far as trips go, but, like, sometimes it's just fun to just go, hey, why don't we just, you know, drive out to Clearwater, see what happens, and that's exactly what we did, and yeah, we started that was driving, so cool. And we just kind of went there, and you know what, I think it's just time we went up there, uptown, girl, here's <laughs> uptown, girl. <laughs> Here's Uptown Girl. We'll be right back. <laughs> I 
and welcome back. Hope you enjoyed that. Uh, you're here on the pallet with me, Billy. And me, Matt. Matthew Sock. So, I mean, with this crazy year that we went through being that of uh, 2020, uh, you know, it, there wasn't a lot of movies to really uh, go out and see. However... Uh, I would say that uh, Disney did not disappoint. Yes, so uh, we're going to go fresh off of the Golden Globes, which have announced all of their nominees for like all their different movies and stuff. And uh, one of the big ones, of course, every year is the animated features. And we wanted to just kind of touch on the two of the ones that we were interested in, which was Soul and Onward, which, of course, was from Disney. Onward. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, just to get it started, like, Onward came out in, like, like March, and we even talked about it on our previous show, and I never thought I'd have to come back to it, but uh, I'm happy that I, uh, that I get to talk about it, because I did watch it. It is a good film, and if you have Disney Plus out there, why not uh, just have a nice old movie night with it, and you could do that with any movie that we're going to talk about. Yes, indeed. That's a cool kicker about Disney Plus. I really appreciate it, other than the Mulan, which was really funny. But anyway, um, so yeah, I. <laughs> we don't talk about Mulan. Sorry, I just had to bring up the Mulan premium thing. That was really weird. But okay, well, yeah, you've seen it onward. Um, I've been yet to see it, but would you be in? Would you be fine with it winning the Golden Globe this year? I would say it's it's a strong contender. Uh. I would say that on the um, it it gives a lot of emotion. It's really fun. Very um, it's very appealing. Uh, just visually, like the the world they've built. Uh, is it's honestly really interesting to see because it takes place with a bunch of you know fairy tale uh you know like uh what's the word fantasy characters uh instead of having humans there they have like elves and dragons and manticores and like all these interesting uh like species and uh races of like beings uh all like living in this world with magic but like magic isn't useful anymore so like you're seeing them use like electronics and stuff instead of the normal magic or like they you know, look in, like, nightwear or they're, like, uh, you know, like, adventure clothing. They're not wearing that. They're just wearing, like, a t-shirt and some jeans. Uh, so I think, I think the world building there is really good. Uh, the story, I would say, is pretty solid as well. You see the growth of the characters, uh, which is Ian and Barley, uh, their two brothers, and just how they're uh, coping with um, just the world around them. And, uh, like, they're learning about each other. One's growing up. Uh, one's just hasn't had that person there for them or hasn't realized that person's there for them. And so that's just where the plot is. It's just discovering... Alexa, please stop, okay? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Alexa, the uh, fantasy character from Disney Plus, Disney's Onward. <sighs> yes. Uh, but uh, I would say the story's strong. Characters are strong. Uh, however, I, I think there's a better contender. <laughs> uh, yeah, obviously we'll get into that in a bit. But 
Um, I just wanted to also touch on a bit on the Rotten Tomatoes scores for each. So we're looking at Onward with the 80-80% on Rotten Tomatoes, 95% audience score, compared to the one that we're going to discuss right now, which is Soul, which has a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes with an 88% audience score. And uh, again, I haven't seen Onward, so I can't compare, but I really understand why it got such a high rating, because I, I really liked it a lot. <laughs> and you touch, you touch on, like, all the stuff with, like, it's so surreal. Like, there's a lot of neat concepts regarding life and, like, learning to take, like, each step, like, appreciate each step. Um, I like the world building. And um, one of the cool things I think Disney does is they take, like, all these stuff is like, you know, normal, boring stuff that we find boring. But then they actually make it, like, really interesting. Like, the, st like the scene where, like, he's at the barbershop, like, on the surface, that sounds pretty boring. But that was honestly one of my favorite parts of the film. Just cut the back and forth between the barber guy and, like, you find out all this stuff with him. Like, I don't know. I just really like this film. I also have watched Soul, so, like, uh, I have many things to add on this movie. I'll let him finish up his thoughts. But, like, yeah, with the, with just how they took, uh, you know, a real place, which is, uh, I think it was, what, uh, Brooklyn or Harlem? Yeah. It's like in that area, basically, more or less. It's like, so it's just New York, busy, you know, like we've seen it a dozen times, but in this movie, it felt like brand new, fresh, and you really got more um, of a sense of what it is to be in that uh, area. And like, while, uh, you know, Onward does world building in the sense of a brand new world, like showing how everything works together in this kind of area, how people work together uh soul takes that world building of that per place while they didn't build that place they put the life into it they brought the life of that city and everything that's in there just a thousand percent <laughs> life i see what you did there it's very good <laughs> and another i mean like you go you go, go no ahead. you go you go Stop it. <laughs> We're too nice. Stop being nice. Too nice to each other. There you go. And I mean, like, uh, they made a, a short that they just released for Pixar Popcorn uh, for Soul. And I would say with, like, barely any words being spoken, that little short film that's, like, two minutes speaks uh, a billion words, I would say, of just what they made. Because essentially, it's just clips of the city of uh, Seoul. And it's just, you get to see all the characters interacting and just the world itself. And I, I think that was very smart for them just to have that, to tell its story overall. But then when you get into the actual details of the movie, there's just so much it's adding. Yeah, and um, we're talking about concept stuff too. One of the biggest things, and this was a surprise to me, because like, it wasn't really shown on any of the promotional stuff or like the posters really, but there's actually a moment in the film where it's like, it turns into a body switching film and you know, body, sw body swap rooms and like all that stuff. It can be a little niche. And that's why I was like, uh, you know, God, we're going to, we're going to start doing this. Like I would have preferred to stay in the soul world or I would have preferred to just focus on Joe, but having it's like having 22, uh, this is going to be a mass spoiler, but like having 22 kind of inhabit, Joe's body and like you know she's a person who's been around for a while without ever landing on earth and like getting to see like all her reactions to like earth and all of this like you know really really important stuff it was just it was really heartwarming and 
uh, that bit towards the end where like, you know, it's Joe confronting mm. 22 and stuff. That was, that was really touching. Yeah. Cause I would say in this movie, uh, it did what Onward did better. Cause Onward, it has a lot of emotional draw about family, about a, you know, the lo- a loss of someone and the, just the emotional things that come with that. Uh, but Soul, however, did that and ramped it up to 11 with just the way it told its story about life, about mortality. Like, the thing uh, I get into is uh, I don't personally like the topics of, like, the great beyond or anything like that. But this movie handled it so well that uh, I could actually say this is uh, one of my top animated movies, definitely. Just because it is a gorgeous story and it it deals with the topic good enough. Yeah. And um, another thing, and, uh, you know, this is coming from Disney, so I guess not to be expected, but the humor is actually really good. I liked it a lot. You know, they have the touch-and-go stuff, like, little bits and quirks. But um, the stuff with, like, 22, when she's, like... Because, like, in the Soul World, you have, like, a little tutor that's supposed to teach you, like, all the stuff. Like, show you the ropes. And 22 is the person who's, as the name implies, she's been around the block for a while. And she gets to just talk to, like, talk to all these different people. Like, or Abraham Lincoln, or, like, I think Gandhi was in there. Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. Mother Teresa. Yeah, Mother Teresa. <laughs> like, that had me dying. Like, every time I had to cut back to that, I just would not stop laughing. It was so good. It was a really good running gag. Yeah. Uh, as far as Onward goes, it has pretty strong uh, humor, too. Uh, while it's, it feels a little bit more on the uh, almost childish side, uh, because I believe Onward is more tailored to that in just keeping uh, a you know, family's attention with all these fantastical things. It does bring in really good heartwarming topics. Yes. However, in regards to soul, soul feels more much, uh, much more like an adult animated film more than family to me. Like there's so much about it that doesn't scream. Like this is made for a kid. They have like a couple that, you know, they have to, obligatory throw in like uh, a stupid joke that uh, a kid would be like dying laughing uh, funny but... man spin sign <laughs> or or no or like uh, oh they can't eat so it just comes out of their body haha <laughs> they don't poop I do the whatever poop. Uh, you know but like the topic it's playing with is so mature and I think this is a movie for literally anyone so if you're like if you don't watch animated films, first of all, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Second of all, this movie doesn't feel like a animated movie that's like for a small child or anyone like that. It feels like it's made for a growing person in adolescent, like not an adolescent, but a-, a young adult finding their way in the world and just learning what it means to live. Uh, this movie delivers beautifully. Yeah, for sure. Maybe that's why it speaks to me so much. <laughs> that's literally on the dot what I'm trying to do. Like, <sighs> Pixar, uh, Pixar has knows what it's doing. Uh, because 
like every movie that's come out since they've started uh it's been like growing with the audience you know like the incredibles was just like you know when you in toy story like all those like were in our early parts of our lives and it's growing up with us like uh inside out like touched on like topics of emotions and growing up and uh getting through like big changes in life and what soul does now and that's what why it sweeps through as much as soul is grabbing the people that have stayed with pixar for so long because pixar was like in what 1999 or somewhere on that area yeah, toy story where a lot of us are born mm -hmm. they grew up with us and now we're finding our foothold in the world and some people are even discovering that they can get stuck in a rut and not know what their purpose is and this movie is meant to speak to those people instead of catering to children mm. Thanks, or you're welcome yeah. for the free advertising, guys. <laughs> Stop Disney making Plus, good pay movies. us, please. <laughs> Disney Plus, contact me. I will give my phone number later, please. <laughs> I want money. Just stop <laughs> making good movies, please. Uh, we'd appreciate it a lot. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let let us let us crap on your movie. <laughs> like I can't even crap on Onward. I would just say like comparing the two. Onward is the lesser, but Onward is good on its own. Like, don't compare it to the other one. Uh, well, uh, here's to hoping uh, I'm going to root for it at the Golden Globes. Um, or Crudes 2, because I heard Crudes 2 was really good, and Crudes is also a massive meme. <laughs> Indeed. A uh, big grug moment. We have a grug moment, Houston. You have a grug moment? Uh. Indeed. <clears throat> uh, well... <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, I hope you all turn uh, tune into the Golden Globes. If you know, because we're all just stuck doing our own thing. Check out Soul and Onward uh, on Disney Plus. Uh, yeah. So Again, that, we're not that'll sponsored. be fun. <laughs> make, yeah, we're not sponsored. Sure. I feel mm -hmm. like we should. Uh. But uh, yeah, we'll be right back after the break. Yep. There once was a ship that put to sea, and the name of that ship was the Billy a Tea. The winds blew hard about it down. Blow me, bully boys, blow. <laughs> Soon may the wellerman come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. One day when the tongue is done, we'll take our leave and go. She had not been two weeks from shore when down on her a right whale bore. The captain called all hands and swore he'd take that whale in tow. <laughs> Soon may the wellerman come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. One day when the tongue is done, We'll take our leave and go Before the boat had hit the water The whale's tail came up and caught her All hands to the side Harpooned and fought her When she dived down below <laughs> Soon may the wellerman come To bring us sugar and tea and rum one day when the tonguing is done, we'll take our leave and go. No line was cut, no whale was freed. The captain's mind was not on greed, but he belonged to the whaleman's creed. She took that ship in tow. <laughs> Soon may the wellerman come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. One day when the tonguing is done, we'll take our leave and go. 
For forty days or even more The line went slack then tight once more All boats were lost, there were only four But still that whale did go Soon may the wellerman come To bring us sugar and tea and rum One day when the tonguing is done We'll take our leave and go As far as I've heard, the fight's still on The line's not cut and, and the whale's not gone The wellerman makes his irregular calls To encourage the captain, crew and all Soon may the wellerman come To bring us sugar and tea and rum One day when the tonguing is done We'll take our leave and go Soon may the wellerman come To bring us sugar and tea and rum One day when the tonguing is done We'll take our leave and go And welcome back. Uh, you're here on the pallet with me, Billy, and my associate, Matt. Hello. <laughs> oh, that one. And I really hope you enjoyed that song. Uh, I know we spoke about it last week, how, about like sea shanties and how that kind of swept the nation. And well, the the artists I talk uh, talked about, uh, the Longest Johns, uh, they've got a really fun community event coming up. And, you know, like if sea shanties are your thing right now it might be a good idea to participate yeah so basically they're going to host a thing based on this song that you just heard wellerman by the longest johns and you're going to basically like since it's all about bringing people together and like singing along they want you to like sing the chorus and submit their submit your video to them uh by august 12th or february 12th sorry and basically they're going to all edit like all i think last time they said they got like 500 submissions or something but However many submissions, they're going to edit it all into one giant video, and they're going to obviously play it for us, and, you know, we get to see ourselves on the screen, having fun, singing along with all these other great people who share a common goal of making a great video. Indeed. Uh, so, like, if you're curious about, like, just how to do it, uh, you can go ahead and check out the, or, like, just why in general. Uh, they have really good... Uh, information in their video called Wellerman Community Community Project. Uh, you can go to the Longest John's uh, YouTube channel. It'll be right there. Uh, and they go through the process of recording and uh, like depending on your voice for singing, uh, you can choose a different part like bass, baritone, tenor, melody, or if you want to provide anything else for the video, uh, it's a, uh, you know, you, you can change that or you can, um, you can add that. And they'll, you know, work with you on it. Um, I think this is a really fun event. Um, they did one previously uh, for the song uh, Leave Her Johnny. And it's honestly really beautiful. Uh, if you ever get a chance to listen to that one, it is really nice to hear everybody's voices, like, adding into the chorus uh, parts. And uh, it'll be even... It'll be done even more in this one uh, with the Wellerman because that is such a popular song right now with sea shanties taking off and such, uh, you know, and you'll just be singing the chorus, you know, just uh, soon may the Wellerman come to bring us sugar and tea. And rum. <laughs> That's his Thank audition you. video. No, we'll no, I did. We'll no, see stop, him on the stop me. We'll no, please. <laughs> I can do better. <laughs> I was just singing <laughs> Just so you know what the chorus is. You just got in that mood. I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure you heard it enough, though. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a good song. It's a good movement. Um, 
If you happen to know sign language, they want people to do sign language like they did in the last video. So, you know, you'll get in the video for sure if you have that. One of the cooler parts about the compilation, and this might be something that only I really appreciate, but in, like, most kind of clips where, it like, it takes a certain person, it only shows, like, a little glimpse of them or, like, their little scene. But they actually keep the people, like, it's a whole video, so they're going to keep them, like, even when they don't, like, sing, but they're, like, kind of bopping their head or, like, they're moving around before the waiting for the chorus. Like, that sort of thing I can really appreciate a lot. And kudos to the Longest Johns for, like, having that in because... I don't know, I just really like it, and it fits in with the whole, like, waiting for the turn or, like, waiting for the chorus to hit kind of vibe that, you know, most sea shinies kind of go mm -hmm. for. I definitely plan on submitting a video, uh, just because uh, a lot of people talk about in their videos, like, regretting not uh, submitting uh, in the last community project, so I don't want to be one of those people. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and submit, and I think it'll be really interesting. Uh, so if you are interested, just go check it out, and why not give it a shot, you know? Even if you're, just keep in mind, if you don't have a good singing voice, uh, it'll be masked by, like, hundreds of people, thousands of people. Brilliant, brilliant are people. Uh, we'll, we'll host a little, like, Where's Wallow, but for, like, Billy, because he's definitely going to be in it for sure. Yes. <laughs> well, well, it'll be like, you can catch him for a frame, though. All right, there he is. There it is. I'm winning. You win pride. That's what you're going to win. Indeed. <laughs> That's a guarantee. It's a Matt that guarantee. That is a Matt guarantee. Mm -hmm. Stamped and approved. Okay. Well, moving on. Um, we're going to touch on this, even though, you know, we're not really big sports people, but it's something that will certainly sweep Tampa for sure, since it's kind of our big local pride thing. Uh, the Super Bowl, which is being hosted this week between Kansas City Chiefs and, of course, our Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's really interesting because um, I think I read somewhere that uh, the Buccaneers uh, are, well, it's the first time a Super Bowl team performs in their own stadium for the Super Bowl, or or it's, or it's the Buccaneers' yeah, first time right. or something? Mm -hmm. If not the first time, then it's certainly the Buccaneers' yes. first time. So I think that's really cool because obviously we've known the Super Bowl was coming to the Raymond James Stadium. However, we didn't know what teams were playing. And what do you know? Our very own Tampa Bay Buccaneers have pulled through and they're going to rep Tampa playing in a home turf. Yeah, and that's going to be a lot of fun. Again, local pride for us since we're from, we're from Tampa. We can yeah. hang out here. Uh, and the Raymond James Stadium is like, what, only a 20, 30-minute drive from where we live yep. too, so... I would say 20 minutes. It's, like, kind of surreal in a way. Yeah, I mean, like, if, you, uh, if you're if you at the HCC Dow Mabry campus, obviously you're, like, right across from it. You're, like, right across from it. <laughs> I you, guys you guys will have plenty of really uh, tailgate parties you could go to, although please be socially distant, wear masks, sanitize, all that ship. Uh, it's... Uh, yeah, I mean, like, just try to do your best. Keep safe, you know, small groups. No more than, like, I would say six people. Yeah, eh. it's nice. Like, another Tampa thing for us since uh, I think the last time we had it was the Tampa Bay Lightning. They also won the Stanley Cup recently, and now we're going to the Super Bowl this year as well. So hopefully they win, and then we can add that to our resume as well for Tampa because we've been on a hot streak recently, and... 
uh, snatching up Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski was a really good call as well, just to kind of guarantee all that, make sure all that's happening. I think uh, definitely the newer uh, uh, additions to the uh, Buccaneers is kind of what pulled it to pulled us to be in this one, if I'm not mistaken. At least from our perspective. <laughs> yeah, we don't really care much for sports. I don't really like football. However, I don't mind uh, hearing about our team winning. So we take those. I hope it's a really good game. I remember last year's game really being really interesting compared to 2019. Like I was actually invested in the Super Bowl. Mm. Yeah, I'm not really I'm not really a big sports guy either, but that one was really fun. And at least we're just going to have commercials this year too, which is always something to look forward to. Including stuff from Marvel usually. Maybe you get some WandaVision or Falcon stuff going. Sure. That'd be nice. It would honestly be really nice. Uh, we'll we'll discuss those soon. Don't worry. <laughs> once it gets once it gets like finished or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So. I hear you're uh you're still playing that that old game from like 2016. What was it called? Uh. uh over over Overwatch. Overwatch. Oh, that's it. Overwatch. Yeah. Yeah. That? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I that, know it's That game's super not dead? Right now. No, it's not. Uh, at least not to me. That's all that matters, right? True. Remember, everybody, games are not truly dead until they're shut down entirely. Yes. Preach. Preach, bro. <sighs> Rips, rest in peace. Uh, Battleborn. Oh. But um, That's dead. <laughs> we... <laughs> That's that's dead. That one was dead. Yeah. Yikes. Okay. Anyway, uh, so what you got for us? What what's happening? Okay. Yes. But um. Anyway, getting onto the important part of that aspect. Yes, the Lunar New Year skins are out this year, and you know, there's obviously just a giant praise, love and praise for that sort of stuff. And I'm obviously on board with that. Um, we're looking at these skins now. We got this really cool Ash skin that Billy told me about, where Bob also imitates a tiger. Obviously, to go with the whole Lunar New Year and, like, you know, the different animals that represent each year. And there's also that really, really nice Echo skin. Yes, uh, it's supposed to represent a uh, Korean magpie. A magpie, I see. Yeah, fr- it's a it's a bird uh, found in Asia, so... She's decked out in the feathers, looking really nice. Obviously, we don't know all the skins that are going to be added since they just started dropping again. However, they do look to be interesting. Yeah. And stuff's all courtesy, of course, of their Twitter account, who in the Year of the Ox event will uh, be happening today, uh, since it's going out on Thursday. It will be going out today until the 25th. So if you're interested and, you know, you wanted to get back into Overwatch, just check out these skins, you know, get some stuff going, get some games going. Maybe play a week by week. I'm sure they're going to have some weekly events for those too. And, uh, yeah, just, just game game on. Games. Gaming. Woo, Top games. <laughs> games. Gaming. I'm speaking like Reggie. All right. Listen here, all you uh, cats and kittens out there. None of you are uh none of you are texting me your answers to the last question, but to be fair, who Cats listens to kittens. the first episode of a podcast? 
Yeah, that's so, true. So, once again, once again, we have this topic called Think Tank, where we give you a topic, and we find a random topic through a random topic generator, which we will answer live. We do not know what the topic is beforehand. I will literally click it right in, like, a minute, and uh, we'll give our take on uh, the topic. And we invite you guys out there to, uh, you know, respond. And maybe in the future, if we get responses or even just one, uh, we will, uh, you know, be sure to uh, include you on the show. It'd be really interesting to hear what everybody has to say because some topics can be, you know, kind of trivial, like, oh, what's your favorite pastime? But we, we want to hear your genuine thoughts about things. And we want to know that people are listening. <laughs> yeah, and, and then if you're ever feeling bored and you want to answer topics of its own, this is all courtesy of capitalismytattle.com slash random topic generator. That is the site we use, and it gives us, as you mentioned, random questions just off the cuff because also, as we mentioned before, it's just kind of nice to just go off the script and just kind of give us random stuff or random things to work with. And uh, Billy is going to be the one hosting, and I have to answer this week since... He answered mine last week, but I believe he's also going to give his take as well, right? Yes, because now we have time. <laughs> yeah, we have, we've, we've got time, Mr. Incredible. Yes. <laughs> All right, ready? I'm clicking right. it now in okay. five, four, three, two, one. Uh, it's loading. And what's the best way to discover new music? Best way to discover new music. Um, this is easy for me. Um, personally, I just get it from my friends. Like, obviously, we, like since we're usually driving around in the car, we get like aux chord sessions, and you know, are my friends just recommend music for me to play, and you know, you play it in the car. Obviously, it's kind of a different aspect listening into the car with like all of your friends compared to like if you're to listen alone. There's like different vibes and atmospheres to it, but that's usually how I get most of my music and. Obviously, my friends have really good taste, so that's where, yeah, that's how usually I get my music, or that's where I get my music from, or new music from, rather. I would say the best way I get music is also from friends. However, to be different, I would say my second one is just recommended things from, like, the music that I listen to, as uh, I'll get, like, a whole recommended playlist, and I'll, you know, give that a little listen. And I might find some bangers. I might find some trash. I might find something that I've wanted my whole life. It's a, uh, it's honestly just hit or miss. But I, uh, I love the roulette of that. <laughs> the roulette. Again, yes. I see what you did there. Old gambling man. But yeah, that is the fun part. Is obviously not every song's gonna hit like it, other songs do. But I find the hit or miss aspect of it to be the most cool, the coolest part about finding new music. So I would have to agree a lot. Agree a lot. Indeed. And, uh, okay, well, yeah, that being said, um, if you're interested in giving your opinion, like Billy said, um, you want to link your phone number again for them? So, once again, the topic is what is the best way to discover new music? You could repeat what we said, give your take, maybe even tell us your favorite songs and uh, set that that track you're listening to on repeat like recently just go ahead and t send that on over 
We'll read it on the air next time. My number is 813-362-1393. And I look forward to your text. Yeah, perfect. Um, well, let's uh, say we take a little break, ski, ski, ski. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Okay. All um, right, we'll so catch you right after this, this, uh, this track. Yeah, we're going to play a little banger.
And welcome back, everybody. Uh, you're back here on the palette. That was Inferno by uh, Mrs. Green Apple. Uh, and it's the OP of our most uh recent uh banger of an anime, uh, Fire Force, or as it is called, uh, En no Shabutai. En no Shabutai. Shabutai. Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> and, hey. Yeah. Here we go. We got it. All right. Well, yeah. Obviously, as I mentioned before, it is the most one of the most recent animes we watched. Um, we watched it at different periods of time. Uh, you said you watched it towards mm -hmm. the end of November, right? Or right, right around December. December? No. Okay. I would December. December. Yeah, me too. End of December. Uh, <laughs> and I and it finished up right around the end of yeah, the year. Yeah. So, like I said, like hot off the press, the second season like basically just wrapped up. So we have perfect time. This is a perfect time to get into it. I know we say that a lot, but it is true. Yeah, uh, so, you know, with all the spare time, you know, we're taking this time to go into, like, different animes. And I said, uh, or my friend Eli, our uh, anime expert of the group, he, sa he said, uh, check out Fire Force. And I was like, okay, left it alone. I came into it by myself, season one, and I was hooked. Uh, it's honestly just such a fun anime. It, it provides a lot of character growth. And the one thing I love the most about animes is when they go into characters. Uh, so with Fire Force, no character really feels like they're left in the dust Except for one, but we don't talk about him because he sucks. It's the kid from the uh, <laughs> the mechanic guy, by, by the way. <laughs> yes. Yes. You. Barely remember his name, but I know it's you because you. You. Points finger at him. You. <laughs> you. But, uh, uh, yeah, the one thing I think Fire Force does well is just character development. And they give you enough for each character that you're like, I like this character. I like this character. I like all of these characters. So Fire Force, uh, let me just lay down the groundwork at least. Uh, I'll go into characters in a second. Uh, so in this world, uh, like years ago, like 200 years ago, there was a great like cataclysm, uh, which is like an event that scorched the earth. So like the majority of life perished except for japan <laughs> and like some outside areas around it uh but essentially like all of that is like covered in just fire and these things called infernals which uh they are essentially just fire beings or demons that that they're humans that uh they've been corrupted uh essentially it's a little bit tricky to go into uh, details without spoiling a whole lot. But, I mean, yeah. That's a pretty early on thing that you know. Because people just all of a sudden combust into these fire demon things. And uh, so it's up to the special fire force uh, to go in and uh, save the day. And, uh, you know, help these... Uh, these people that are suffering in uh, from this uh essential kind of like disease at first as uh 
they they put them to rest and uh, help them through their pain. Yeah. Um. Obviously, can't if you can't tell by the the name and like the way they're dressed, they're like you know based off of real world firefighters. And as you mentioned, it's just their job to like put out the fires, so to speak. Like put all these people infernals to rest and make sure that you know everything's all hunky dory and all that jazz. But obviously, there's a lot more to it. Like with. Yep. In regards to like how the infernals work, like what's their purpose, and one of the cooler parts I think is the way that it also ties into religion. So like a lot of it stuff is like I think their main outpost is based around like the church, a church and stuff, right? Yeah, it is. Yes. So when they uh, put a infernal to rest, uh, they you know they pray for it. They have to do they have to do a prayer when. Um, the you know infernal is getting put down essentially so it's so how do i say this i have a thought that i want to say but it's a it's really just tying a whole bunch of things together and i think it deals with the topic of religion pretty well too yeah like they touch on stuff regarding the pillars and like the way that religion and like um what's the word the sisters work and like they always have to say, like, a little prayer before they put each person down, like you said. And, yeah, honestly, that was the, one of the cooler parts for me. I didn't expect a show like this to kind of tie back into religion and stuff. But the way it's implemented in the story and, like, the way ca- certain characters, like, you know, some are obviously for the religion. Some are, like, against it. Like, some of them agree, disagree, all that stuff. Like, I find the conflicts regarding that stuff to be really interesting and it kind of helps mold the characters for me, in my opinion. Yeah, and I mean, like, with such a delicate topic, they handle it so well. Um, because, you know, like, some people will just be like, oh, it's only this, this is the way, blah, blah, blah. Or this is a hoax, this is that. And it's it gets a little bit too dicey when you start talking about those sort of things. Uh, but this show, I think, handles it well enough that uh, it, it won't offend anyone that... Uh, might be more prone to be offended but uh you know it just uh it's a good show all right now we can go (laughs) into characters who's your favorite character um there's so many to choose from literally there's so many there's there's too many, I would say. Well, then let me touch on Arthur Boyle. <laughs> let me tell you why he's the best. <laughs> <laughs> ah, of course. <laughs> well, I like... You'll find that a lot of the shows I talk about, like, they're fa- my favorite characters that have a certain kind of... uh, Really kind of uptight, kind of... Ooh, I don't know how to say it. I guess they're very to themselves, and they're, like, very... Mm, out there i guess and we look at personally arthur who's one of my favorite like i said my favorite character the way like because his whole thing is that he's kind of a fire knight so like he implements kind of all these little things into his abilities like once he had to like fight a person with like he rode this what was it like a stick that was like a had a horse on it or something and he pretended like that was his trusty steed yes. and it gave him like more more motivation, like, more of a reason to kind of get stronger and fight the people that he was going against. And he's also really, really funny. With the, Obviously, there's a lot of 
like humor that you can use with the night quirk and i think they do it just about right but the big thing you're missing is that he's an idiot he is also an idiot <laughs> he that he lets that night thing go to his head a lot and while obviously there's an explanation the... to why he kind of chooses to be a knight and all that but he is a real idiot i love him even more for that yeah uh i think the his the stupidity factor of it is i think what makes him busted is when he gets enough into that fantasy he gets stronger somehow and like he'll do something as stupid as like ah oh, oh no i was holding my sword in the wrong hand no wonder i sucked in this battle and then he'll one shot them yeah that that's that's really early on so no no issues there <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's like I think episode like 8 or something. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Real real soon. But uh it's the show really uh evolves into like the conflicts of these firefighters fighting these infernals, finding out the cause of why people are spontaneously combusting and it's really interesting. Uh I have a lot of favorite characters honestly, like I got my best girl Maki. I like uh, I like my boy Juggernaut, just because he's Juggernaut. <laughs> he's um, a Juggernaut, baby. Different B word. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but it, he, the, there's just so many fun characters and interesting characters that have like just different abilities to go because they're all fire based. First of all, so they fight fire with fire. Pretty interesting there. Um, but. Everything has, uh, everyone has something different. Whether it be like a guy who uses like gas in bubbles to make them explode, or uh, controlling the velocity of like bullets by using the ignition of gunpowder, or uh, you know, just various things like that. Because some people can manifest fire like automatically, or some people have to use fire that they create themselves and those are called second generation and third generations yeah and touching on that um the main character shinra kusakabe is a third generation so he's able to like manipulate the fire and he's also telekinetic in a sense but you'll see that very later on with the towards the end of the first season with uh, another character which is also my favorite but mm -hmm. I'm not going to touch on him, this that thing, but... Yeah, I mean, uh, and the thing, uh, his main thing is that he works with his feet. Uh, his fire, uh, his fire only comes from his feet, so he'll use it to fly around and, like, do super, like, f you know, fire-boosted kicks. So, you know, with these, like, different characters, they have different things that they bring to a fight, and, like, you get to see how that interacts with, like, all the various, like, villain characters uh and how they deal with that uh like i think one thing is also interesting is just the growing cast uh you know you'll get like obviously main character focused episodes but then these supporting characters like arthur and like uh these other characters like iris the sister uh like you get the specialized episodes for them and why they're there how they became who they are and, like, just their general, like, the why motivator. And I would say that that should draw you into the show just to enjoy it uh, based on the characters. Like, I would say 
that is their strongest suit here. I talked about it a million times. <laughs> Touching on strong suits as well. The other thing I want to discuss is the visuals. Now, um, all the visuals are courtesy of Dave Productions. And for those of you who don't know, Dave Productions were also the people that did uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, which is probably my favorite anime of all time. And the way they, like, implement the fire and, like, all these pretty stuff, effects that come from that, like, you know, we get purple. Sometimes we get, like, different variations of colors within the flames and, like... The way that certain characters move in this show, like, um, there's this girl, Tamaki, that, like, has a fox-like ability to record. Yeah, cat-like, cat-like. And, like, the way she moves around the screen, it's, like, really, really mm -hmm. pretty. And, like, uh, one of the other big draws, just because they like to do it, is they like to have characters have different eyes. And, like, all the eyes can kind of represent something about them. Like, there's a character uh, that you'll discover, uh, she has like flower eyes like pink flower eyes and that's because she uses like a cherry blossom like thing and it's pretty interesting that's pretty early on too so that's not a super spoiler but she's uh she's one of the neater characters just because of how interesting that is like how it associates with her and then the dynamicness of the eyes you know instead of just giving them black eyes or blue eyes she has like these pink flowers in her eyes she also has some of the prettiest uh, wallpaper-esque shots. Oh, yeah. Seen. I mean, like, her, the cherry blossom tree is just like, how do you not like that? Yeah, really, really, really pretty stuff all around. And uh, mm -hmm. uh, the last thing I want to discuss, and this goes for the, not just for the OPs and the EDs, but, you know, all the OSTs and stuff too, but the music. Like, the music is amazing. Oh, yeah. Uh, obviously, OPs, all of them, all of them slap, I think. They're like all really, really good. The first one you just heard, Inferno, that's like the main one that everyone knows from Fire Force. But like we have and like in Spark case you again. Got that nostalgic feel. That's that seems to be universal for everybody. I I verified. Like somehow it just feels like familiar. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's just very old school kind of rock kick in, like a kick, really kicking track. Like I understand why people would feel that way. But then yeah, you also got like Spark again, Torch of Liberty. Like, really, really, really good OPs. And the EDs go for that well. Jesus, uh, English. Um, but the EDs do that, too. Like, the first ED is probably my favorite one. It's just really trippy at the beginning, and then it goes into, like, this little kick and rock track. You're going to hear that a lot for Fire Force, but that's that's what it, it is what it is. And it's just really, really good. Yeah, I would say uh, the openings are all really good. Uh, I would say the second one is the lesser of the two because it's very like heavy metal sort of uh going but if that's your thing then you'll absolutely adore it obviously um but why not give fire force a shot it's uh 48 episodes uh season two like we said uh just wrapped up so why not uh give it a good old uh watch it's a uh, pretty fun uh i'm pretty sure you'll love any of the characters let us know if you like it uh, I know I do. It's one of my top five, for sure. Uh, so yeah. Uh, we hope you, uh, we hope you enjoy that, and go check it out. <laughs> I assume by that tone and that pacing, that means you want us to wrap up. I think it's now our time. Uh, okay, fine. Time to go to the great beyond, my dude. <laughs> Episode two must go to the great, the great beyond. beyond. All right, we'll just we'll just sit here and accept it, I guess. <laughs>
Yep, just like all the people on that conveyor belt. Sure. I don't, I don't know. That's really weird, isn't it? And wh what happened to that cat? What happened to the cat? We want to know. <laughs> send, send us your thoughts. <laughs> send us your thoughts. What happened to that cat? What happened though? to that cat, though? <laughs> uh, All right. Terrible, well, uh, terrible. <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed it. This has been The Palette, Episode 2, with your boy, Billy. And your boy, Matt. Kick it. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Pass on some kindness today. Yes, pass on the kindness. We'll see you next time. We'll see you next week, baby. We'll see you around. Kakiguri review. Woo! <laughs> You're super excited for that.